Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hello, my name is Dennis, and I'm an addict. This is the Just for Today meditation reading for February 5th. Keep coming back. We are grateful that we were made so welcome at meetings that we felt comfortable. Basic text, page 80. Remember how scared we were when we walked into our first NA meeting? Even if we walked in with a friend, most of us recall how difficult it was to attend that first meeting. What was it that kept us coming back? Most of us have grateful memories of the welcome we were given and how comfortable that made us feel. When we raised our hand as a newcomer, we opened the door for other members to approach us and welcome us. Sometimes the difference between those addicts who walk back out the door to their first meeting never to return to NA and the addicts who stay to seek recovery is the simple hug of an NA member. When we have been clean a while, it's easy to step back from the procession of newcomers. After all, we've seen so many people come and go. But members with some clean time can make the difference between the addict who doesn't return and the addict who keeps coming back. By offering our phone numbers, a hug, or just a warm welcome, we extend the hand of Narcotics Anonymous to the addict who still suffers. Just for today, I remember the welcome I was given when I first came to NA. Today, I will express my gratitude by offering a hug to a newcomer. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Tim R. Hey, Tim, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad you can make it, bro. So, Tim, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout out? Yeah, my clean date is uh, December 16th, 1998. I attend meetings all over the world now, uh, but originally in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And my home group, I serve virtually and physically here and now group in uh, Myrtle Beach and Stroud Soldiers in the UK and the Freedom Group in uh, South Carolina. All right, cool, Tim. So let's transition to the just for today. Can you share your thoughts on keep coming back? Sure. Thank you, man. Thank, uh, thanks again for having me. Um, what a miracle this is, um, just have another day clean. Um, I, I walked into the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous working on my fifth day clean back on December 20th, 1998. Uh, and an addict by the name of George gave me a huge hug. And uh, I'm forever grateful for George. I don't know where George is right now, but... Um, I will always remember that first human contact, that uh, that greeting that he gave me, and he welcomed me to the Radcliffe Recovery in Bristol, Pennsylvania. And um, I, like I said, I don't know where George is. I don't know if George is still clean, uh, but the miracle is, is that he saved my life, and and that first human contact uh, really kept me coming back. Um, and then the welcoming of just of the home group in general, uh, this process. Um, it's really hard to be specific as far as. Um, what what thing kept me coming back the most? I but I really when I look back on it and I think about it, it was just 
it was just the acceptance of the fellowship for who I am. You know, the fact that uh, I was a kindred spirit, that I, I was welcomed back. I was welcomed into the, into the family because um, we suffer from a, a, common, uh, a common dilemma, right? A spiritual, a spiritual dilemma and our, and our solution is spiritual in nature. And um, there was so many people in that meeting. And when I think back at it, I mean, even back in 1998, there was a person there with 12 years and there was a person there with nine years and, and eight years and each and every one of them um, was welcoming to me and they made the fellowship attractive. They made the mm -hmm. program of Narcotics Anonymous attractive and it kept me coming back. It, it kept me wanting to be part of. Um, and, that's, uh, and that's really the miracle because I had never felt like I was welcomed anywhere ever, you know, in my life because of my active addiction, you know, I, I used for many years, I was in active addiction for 31 years and I was sick, you know. You know, we talk about the message of Narcotics Anonymous that an addict, any addict can stop using drugs, lose the desire to use and find a new way to live a message of hope and a promise of freedom. Well, my active addiction was a three-part story too, right? Our message is three parts. We stop using drugs, we lose the desire to use. And in that third part, we find a new way to live. Well, my, my active addiction was a love story. When I, started doing, uh, when I started using drugs, I fell in love with them. They changed my life. I was finally comfortable in my own skin. Uh, and that lasted many years. It was a big party, right? And then um, the... The, and they would tell me to keep coming back, usually because I had money in my pocket and because I was fun to be around. And then uh, it became a war story because it, it was still a party, but it was the getting and using and finding ways and means to get more. And that lasted for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And then probably the last eight or 10 years of my addiction, um, it was a horror story because it was me and my disease and it wasn't a social event anymore. The only time I encountered people if I could help it was just a cop. And then it was just me, my disease and my drugs. And that's, you know, that's the way, it, uh, that's what led me uh, to my ultimate surrender on December 14th, 1998, which is not my clean date, you know, but that day I had been using all weekend and I got up and I made that infamous phone call, uh, you know, hey, I'm sick, I'm not coming into work. And I put the phone down and when I turned away from the phone uh, and I started walking back to uh, my spot, you know, where I got high, right. um, I had that moment of clarity, that epiphany, and I, I saw the futility of my life. And I did something different that day that I had never done before. I said, God, please help me. I can't do this anymore. Mm. And I got my understanding, reached down and removed the obsession to use drugs for me that day. And that's, you know, I don't poke too many holes in that. That was, you know, that was what the epiphany, spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call that. But that day, you know, my spirit awoke because I still had stuff, I still had a job, I still had a roof over my head, I still had a car, but where what had happened was I had died inside. My spirit mm. was dead. And that's what that's how I found my way to Narcotics Anonymous because I couldn't live that way anymore. And the God of my understanding removed the obsession to use from me that day. And the, the irony of that is, is once the obsession to use is gone and the drugs are out of the equation, we find out just how broken we are. Mm. And Narcotics Anonymous provided me an opportunity and the, and the wherewithal to change who I was, to change the way I lived, to change my life through spiritual principles. You know, that day when I surrendered and, and I said, God, please help me. I can't do this anymore. I worked my first three steps that day without even realizing it. 
I didn't even know what, what the, the first three steps were. And yet that surrender was the beginning of my step process. And, it, and I still use the next day. The grace and mercy that got my understanding is, is even after using the next day, I didn't go out on the run. I woke up on Dece December 16th, 98, and I was clean. You know, and that I haven't chosen to do any more research. And that's a direct result of my uh, predecessors and, and my sponsors over the years and, and my support group have, who have helped save me from myself over and over and over again. You know, I've seen, you know, relapse is not a requirement in this process. It may be the norm, but it's not a requirement. I've never picked up a drug. Since I put them down, I haven't picked them back up. But I will say that over this process, um, I've relapsed mentally and spiritually many times where I've gotten into that space where I pulled, pulled away from the fellowship and got stuck on stupid. But you know, the, the lifeline for me over and over and over again has been my support group because they kept welcoming me, welcoming me back. And, but service, service in Narcotics Anonymous, mm -hmm. my commitments to the fellowship have kept me connected and clean for, for many, many years. I mean, service won't keep me clean, but it puts me in touch with people who will help me stay clean and teach me how to stay clean over and over and over again. You know, and, and ultimately, you know, it's always about steps, right? You know, the miracle of our, of our program is, you know, it talks about it and it works how and why. One thing more than anything else that will defeat us in our recovery is an attitude of indifference or intolerance towards spiritual principles. Three of these that are indispensable, honesty, open-mindedness and willingness, right? And then it goes on to mention impatience and intolerance, but really what it's talking about is patience and tolerance, right? So mm -hmm. right from Jump Street, in our literature, before we ever crack open a basic text, it's talking about five spiritual principles. But when you get into whether you use the green and gold or whatever step working process you use, there's eight spiritual principles embodied in our in our first step, in that first step to surrender, right? That honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, acceptance, surrender, humility, powerlessness, and uh, admittance, right from Jump Street. We're talking about surrender right from the beginning. And that surrender is the beginning of humility right from the first step. My sponsor and I talk about the, the step process is a journey to humility. I used to think it was some sort of journey to perfection, right? To be, right. <laughs> to, to be this perfect person, this perfect addict. And really it's, it is in a way to be, become the best version of myself. And that best version of myself is understanding who I am. Right? That's what the step process is all about. And that's why I keep coming back because more is revealed to me. More will be revealed to me. It is an ongoing revelation. And that's what the, even 22 years clean, even in this process, being working the steps end to end four times and, and uh, changing sponsors in the middle of a fifth step. Well, because I moved, but that's a story for another day. You know, an ongoing process of recovery there's more is revealed all the time. And that's, and that's the miracle of this process and the miracle of the step process. You know, because as I get out of a first step, you know, honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, surrender, acceptance, uh, humility, powerlessness, they don't just stop at a first step. They slide right into a second step. And, I, and in the second step, we add 
um, we had faith and trust and hope because we come to believe that the Fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous has our best interests at heart. We come to believe that the step process can work for us. We come to believe that we too can recover. And that's what faith, hope, and trust are all about. And so we take those 11 spiritual principles and we roll them right into a third step, you know, where we add commitment to that bunch and a deeper level of surrender. And the miracle is, is that I, I always used to think that the second and third step are all about God. The second step is all about me coming to believe in this fellowship and that this will work for me. This process will work for me. That third step is about God, but it's also about me turning my will in my life over to the care of my sponsor. It's about me turning the will, my will in my life over to the care of Narcotics Anonymous and my support group. Because how does the God of my understanding speak to me? But through the fellowship. But, but through, I, I don't hear booming voices and, and see burning bushes, at least not since I stopped doing acid. You know, it's, you know. <laughs> hey, Tim, let, let, let me jump in on that um, because, you know, in, in, man, a lot of what you're saying is just giving me chills because, it, it, you know, it causes, and, and I hope that the listeners are, are on this journey too, uh, um, and I invite, invite them to take this journey of reflecting what that transition was like you know, they said, Hey, this is my getting clean story, my surrender story. And, um, and bro, as you were talking, like my spirit was just on fire because I, I know exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I kind of feel the same way, Tim is like, you know, that surrender that occurred in me, I think it happened before like my clean date, you know, a few mm -hmm. days before my clean date, man, I, you know, I was like out of money, out of drugs, which means, you know, like I was out of friends, right? Like, you know, that old deal. And, 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 and I was just walking, man. And uh, I wanted to jump over the, the, you know, the railing of this bypass or, or walk out in front of a vehicle. But I had that thought of like, I can get hot up if I keep walking. And, mm. um, and that's what I did, man, you know, and that, and, and, but I didn't get clean there, went to an institution, another institution, but anyway, but like that, but, but just that awareness of like, yo, I'm broken, man. Like I'm broken. Like, I don't want to live, but I don't want to, like, I, I kind of want to die, but I'm not even sure like what. I was just done. Really, I was mm -hmm. just done. And it took a little while. But but what happened was this dude, just like you're talking about with the gentleman, you don't know where he is right now. But he but look, man, I got the exact same story, Tim. And, it, and that's what it's giving me like, you know, the, these these like goosebumps over here is like, it's like, man, that's my story, bro. Like <laughs> this dude was clean a year and a half. He came to the place I was staying. He flushed the last little bit of stuff I had down the commode and he said, he looked at me and said, now you can start living. That was March 12, 2000, a day at a time I haven't used since. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and look, man, like that, that wasn't the only time someone took the last little bit of stuff I had, but that was the only time w without them beating me half to death. You know what I mean, man? Like it, it, it was like that, that right in here. Man, I just didn't feel it anymore, man. I was like, fuck it, man. Like I'm done, man. Like yeah. I'm done. And, uh, and bro, so when you're talking about that, like my spirit really responds to like that, that's the surrender story right there, man. Like that's yeah. the getting clean story right there. And, and, and I love that you're talking about, you know, the, that service piece because the old timers hit me with, you know, man, takers get clean, givers stay clean, choose which one you're going to be and get busy with it. And, um, and so bro, really, man, thank you for your transparency for this episode. It, it, it it's just done my soul good listening to you. And so, so Tim, let me ask you this, um, I like to ask all the guests who come on, you know, this one final question, if, you know, with your 22 birthday cakes and, and the experience that you have, if you could sit down with Tim R with a day clean or a week clean, could you share with us what you would say to him? 
Mm. Uh, buckle up and get ready for a ride, man, because you're you're on it now. I mean, I would have to share with me 22 years ago that this journey is an absolutely incredible and it is so worth it. Just, just stay. Don't keep coming back. Just stay. Let us love you until you figure out how to love yourself. And, um, and, the, and the rewards and the miracles will abound. You know, that's, it's an ongoing miracle of recovery. We, we don't say that blithely. We don't, we don't say that um, as, a, as a, uh, a cliche. It's a fact. The miracles continue if you allow them. If you stay out of, out of your own way long enough to embrace this process, the miracles will continue. It is an ongoing journey. And, uh, and I'm so grateful to be have been on it for as long as I have. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm-hmm.